Hey, sweet friends, this is Andrea, and I'm your host for Inspire on the Go. I'm excited about the chance to talk about life, ministry, and our relationship with Jesus. I can't wait to see what God has in store. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing really well. So how are you doing? Are you surviving? Are you making it? It's another week, another opportunity just to trust the Lord. I got something going on here with my hair. Um, So it's great to see you. It's great to talk to you. I wish I could see you. I wish I could put my arms around you. My husband and I were just out and we saw some friends um, who are just going through a real difficult time and I just had to hug them. I mean, there's just nothing that would take the place of just being with them right now. And I just am so grateful for the fact that in this interruption that God has given us, that he hopefully, and I trust, is teaching us the beauty of relationships. The fact that we are called to love him and to love each other. And really everything else can be secondary to that. I know on the other side of this quarantine and on the other side of this crazy time, I trust that I will have more um, sensitivity to that truth, to slow down and to take time and to see people right in the midst of wherever they are, to hear their story and to step into their lives in a way that hopefully honors God and honors them. And so um, that is on my heart today. I'm so excited as we look at this next week, as we turn our attention to the Holy Spirit. Let's go back and let's talk about what we've talked about that has brought us to this point. Um, we started off by looking at our story and where we are in our story. We looked at salvation, sanctification, glorification. And in the context of looking at those three different aspects of our journey here on this earth, we were reminded, and I, I just want to communicate this over and over again, that we should just never stay where we are in regards to just being, you know, stale or um, um, haphazard in our walks with God, that every single day we have the opportunity to press in, to lean in, to receive life-changing truth, um, to just know that God has a word for us, a word of encouragement or a word of instruction or um a word of, of, of stepping out in faith and, and really more than anything, as we look at our time in the word of God and as we read the word of God, that's so much of the role of the Holy Spirit in our life. It is to teach us. Um, he teaches us. He reminds us. He convicts us. Um, he comforts us. He indwells us. He seals us. Uh, he um, empowers us. And, and so that's why it's so important for us to know, and this really goes back to what we looked at at the beginning of our time together, that we should never settle and we should never stay in that same place. Because if we are, really we're moving back in our walk with God because God's plans for us, they're always moving ahead. They're always moving forward. And so the first couple of days, we looked at our story and where we are in our story. And, and so we zoomed in on that. Then we zoomed out and we looked at the Trinity. Uh, we looked at God the Father, Christ the Son, the Holy Spirit, who is our guide. And we understood and we nailed down the truth that the Trinity, while that word is not used in the Bible, the concept is all over scripture, the Godhead. 
um, that God is three in one, uh, that he always has been and he always will be, uh, that God the Father, Christ the Son, the Holy Spirit, our God, they um, function in perfect unity and that from eternity past to eternity future, they are always working together uh, and that they are always present, that they are always active. And so we can't, you know, separate them and put them into a category or even fully understand how the Trinity works. We are so thankful that we have the opportunity to express faith when it comes to the Trinity and just say, Lord, I believe. I believe. And so we we looked at the Trinity and then we started looking at the roles of each individual person of the Godhead. And that first uh, week, we really looked at God the Father and how God is our creator, our sustainer, our protector, our provider, how he is always in control and how he is worthy of all praise, how he is um, a a, a comfort to us um, because we can refuge into him and how we have hope no matter the situation that we face because of the fact that God is with us. God is for us. God is in control. And so we looked at God the Father. Then we turned our attention to Christ the Son, and we looked at the five functions of Jesus while he was here on earth. Uh, Not only did we look at the five functions of Jesus, we also looked at the fact that he came to totally revolutionize and to trans form um, our hearts and our minds and to take that which was outside and temporary and to move it into this eternal place, uh, this heart of flesh, uh, where we would have the ability to understand that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. We talked about how Jesus um, introduced this upside down kingdom um, where really, honestly, it was so counterculture. It was so radical, so revolutionary to the way that religious leaders and even just the commoner of his day would have thought or would have lived. And, and, And Jesus gave such specific instructions honestly, about this way of life, this narrow way of life, which was going to be called the way, uh, which we now understand as Christianity, as a personal relationship with God based on Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection. And and he really was always really trying to help the followers in the New Testament, um, those early disciples um, who would later become the apostles, to really understand and to wrap their mind around the, the fact that his kingdom It wasn't a temporary kingdom. It was an eternal kingdom. Um, And the Holy Spirit was going to be the key player, if you'll allow me to use that word, the key influencer, the key enabler for this actually to be lived out, not only in the lives of the New Testament believers in terms of like the early church, but also in our lives. And so that is why it is so important for us to understand the Holy Spirit, to understand his work in our life, to not only understand it, but to accept it and to seek out the work of the Holy Spirit uh, when it comes to his roles and his functions in our lives. Uh, I want to say a couple things about the Holy Spirit. 
um, before we jump into what we're going to look at today and what we're going to look at this week. I think a lot of times we talk about and we understand God the Father and Christ the Son. I mean, we can get that, right? Because we we see God at, in, in creation and we see God in the Old Testament and how he was walking and leading and guiding the people um, then. And, and, and those were more tangible truths that we can relate to. And then when Jesus came in the New Testament, um, we very much can relate relate to those teachings, whether that was the parables that he told or the healings that he performed or maybe even the teachings that we saw like the Beatitudes while they were counterculture and they were totally a 180 degree turn, we can see them, we can understand them, we can read them, we can internalize them. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, and, and I'm just going to make a bit of a a statement here, and we can discuss it um, further if needed, but I think a lot of times we just don't know, um, and sometimes I think we're afraid because when we don't know or we don't understand or we can't see it as, as much, and I'm saying see it or touch it or experience it necessarily, then it's harder for us to both embrace and understand. But here's the hope that I think that we have. The hope is that so much, if, I mean, so much, let me just stop with it right there. So much of our freedom in Christ is connected to the Holy Spirit. Um, the, the, the Lord Jesus, our, 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 our Savior, Jesus Christ, He left us with the Holy Spirit. And God in his goodness and grace um, saw fit to leave us with the Bible, which is God's inspired word through the work of the Holy Spirit. So as we live out our time here on this earth to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, uh, to know it is for freedom that Christ set us free. So we're going to stand firm in that freedom uh, to know that God is with us and that God is for us and that God has a plan that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. All of those scriptures, all of that, that are both promises for us to claim, but also precepts for us to follow, it comes as we walk in step with the Spirit of God. And so that is why this topic that we're going to look at this week, it is vitally important for our freedom. It is vitally important for our um, spiritual legacy, and it is vitally important for the fulfillment of God's work in and through our lives. He has a plan for you. He has a plan for me. Like, let's not lose sight of that in the midst of uncertain times, in the midst of hundreds of questions. We can nail down the truth and know that God has a plan for our lives and that it is to the Father's glory that we bear much fruit, showing that we are a follower of Christ. And so how does all of that come together, right? Well, Jesus gave us a lot of the inside story, in a sense, in John chapters 14, 15, and 16. And we looked at that last week. And one thing that we saw uh, is was the beautiful interconnection between God the Father Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit, our guide, and how Jesus said, when I go to the right hand of the Father, I will ask him to send the counselor. I will ask him to send the helper who is the Holy Spirit. And and he will he will live inside of you. He will indwell you and he will empower you. And so we see throughout the New Testament these different roles and functions that the Holy Spirit, you know, 
performs on our behalf. And it's not only for for us, but it's for the Father's glory. And it's also uh, because the Son said, I'm not going to leave you without a helper. I'm, I, that's what he, he told the early disciples. He goes, if I leave, and you should want me to leave, because when I leave, the, the counselor, the comforter, the God, he will come. And so we see that here's, here's, a, here's a truth that we just have to see. God always has our backs. Like we are never in a position ultimately of true need because he's already taken care of every single detail. I was um, talking with a friend not too long ago and we were talking about just a difficult situation that she found herself in. It was an unknown situation. She did not know what would life would be like on the other side of this particular situation that she was facing. And one thing I said to her is that God's always, always got you. He's always got you hemmed in. There's never a moment when you are in desperate need in terms of him not already providing. Now, we are always in desperate need because we need him. But the reality of the truth for you and me is that he's already provided everything that we need. And so as we walk and step with the Holy Spirit, which we're going to talk about that this week, then we realize that we're walking in the plans and the purposes and the provisions and the power of God. So we're literally stepping our feet into already plowed spiritual ground. And so there's so much hope that comes in that. There's so much peace that comes in that, especially when we're in a situation where we don't know what the other side looks like. I shared um, on social media last week, and I may have already talked about it with you on, on one of the videos, but I just believe this so deeply that God knows what is best for us in every situation that we face. He, he really does. He really has a plan. He really has a purpose, and he's always at work in the midst of the details of our life. And not one thing that you face or I face takes him by surprise. And so a big part of how we are okay, a big part of how we are sustained and how we are empowered is through the work of the Holy Spirit. And so let's talk about the Holy Spirit. And what, what I'm going to do this week, at least in today's lesson, is I'm going to show you a a tool that I use when I'm trying to get head knowledge to heart knowledge or when I'm just trying to get new knowledge into this head and heart. And that is by making index cards. And um, on, the, on the index cards, I have the different function of the Holy Spirit uh, that he exhibits in our life along with at least one verse that highlights that truth so that throughout my day, I can take my cards with me wherever I go. If I'm folding laundry, I'm looking through my cards. If I'm cooking dinner, I'm looking through my cards. If I am out, uh, you know, driving and I'm caught at a stoplight, I'm looking through my cards. This is a renewing tool and a renewing technique that helps us to get the truth of God's word into our hearts and into our lives. And so today we're gonna look at the role of the Holy Spirit. And I have seven for you that we're gonna highlight today. Now throughout the rest of this week, we're gonna look at additional roles uh, that the Holy Spirit plays in our lives. Um, but today we're gonna look at seven. Before I get to my seven um, different roles of the Holy Spirit, let me do a little work on the Holy Spirit. Just remember, the Holy Spirit is not an it, he is not a force. He is not separate or less than. 
He is a full-fledged member of the Godhead. God the Father, Christ the Son, the Holy Spirit, our guide. Um, when we talk about the Holy Spirit, we should refer to him uh, as a person because that is who he is. I'll tell you a quick story, just a confession, um, because I think it's always so good for us to be so honest with one another because I, I'm learning these truths right along with you. Several years ago, I was recording a video um, for Free to Thrive, which is my little Bible study devotion on Galatians 5.1. It's all about freedom. And I was doing videos to go along with that. And I was teaching on the role of the Holy Spirit. And in the course of that teaching, I referred to the Holy Spirit as an it instead of a he. And on the playback where I go in and I actually do some of the editing work, um, I caught that. And it just grieved my heart. I was just, I was just so grieved by it. I was Lord, please forgive me. I'm I'm so so sorry um, that I I did that. But but it was also really good for me because here's the the truth that I needed to be reminded of. Out of the mouth, the heart heart overflows, and that's a principle we're going to look at this week as well. And so as that word came out of my mouth, it instead of he. I knew that there was some deep renewing work that needed to happen when it came to the Holy Spirit in my life. Now, again, that was probably eight, five or eight years ago. I don't know, several years ago, but I've never, I've never forgotten it. And I don't think that since then I've referred to the Holy Spirit as an it instead of a he. And God is so gracious. He's so gracious, but, but that goes to the point that I just don't think we talk about the Holy Spirit as much as we can and should. Because honestly, as I've looked at the role of the Holy Spirit and all that the Bible teaches us about the Holy Spirit, there's a lot for us to know, friends. There's a lot for us to know. And so this week, we're going to look at the role of the Holy Spirit in our life. We're going to look at the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and we're going to look at the gifting of the Holy Spirit. So today, we're going to jump in, and we're going to talk about seven functions of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I'm going to use my cards to walk through these and to go over these verses, and then I'll put this in the homework for you. The first thing that we see is that at the point of salvation, and let's talk about salvation, whenever we have that realization that we are dead in our sins and that we are separated from God and that we can't do anything in our own strength, our own power, our own might to overcome that sin barrier. So we place our faith in Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins. We move from spiritual death to spiritual life and we are saved in that moment. Now that work of salvation, um, another word for that could be regeneration. Uh, that is a work of the Holy Spirit because what the Holy Spirit is doing is he is in a sense peeling back um, the, the, the darkness from our eyes, the scales from our eyes, and he's helping us to not only see us, but also to see God. And so the work of the Holy Spirit in salvation is foundational, that he is drawing us to the Lord. He is revealing the sin in our life, and he is showing us the only way. And so we, we have to start with that foundational truth that in the salvation process, the Holy Spirit is at work revealing and, um, and, and drawing, all right? So once we are saved, the very first work of the Holy Spirit is that we are indwelt or we are indwell, uh, indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And that's a part of that heart of flesh becoming a heart, or excuse me, that heart of stone becoming a heart of flesh that now everything is moving inside 
and that this work that God's going to do in our life, it is a circumcision of the heart where there's a cutting away process instead of outside. And so when we talk about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's Spirit lives inside of you? So that's the first truth that we need to know about the Holy Spirit. When we know that we are God's temple and that his spirit lives inside of us, that means that we are his home in a sense, then it will impact the way that we think, the way that we live, the way that we, the direction of our life, our values. We will be running towards righteousness instead of towards sin. And so the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So once we are indwelt with the Holy Spirit, we are sealed unto the day of redemption. And what that means is that we are we are safe in God's hands. Now, some of us are going to have different beliefs about this. Some of us are going to have different theologies about this. And this particular theology is not a make or break theology whenever it comes to salvation. Um, we all who are believers in Jesus Christ believe that Jesus is the only way. You cannot work your way um, into a saving relationship with God. But some of us do believe differently when it comes to eternal security. Uh, some beliefs, some denominations believe that you can lose your salvation. I am not a person who believes that. Um, I don't think that you work your way in and I don't think that you can work your way out. I believe that once you're saved, you're always saved, that you're sealed with the Holy Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing that redemption that is to come. Now, we're not going to argue about that and we're not going to, you know, we're going to be gracious with one another in that. I'm not going to try to change your minds and I trust that you won't try to change mine. We are going to leave that up to the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. But one thing that we can agree on is that the scripture says that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And we see that in Ephesians chapter 1, starting in verse 13. Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing your inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possessions. And so we are indwelt and we are sealed. So after we are sealed, then we have that process of sanctification that we're ready to work out that every single day we're going to say, I want to become more like Jesus in the way that I think, in the way that I act, in the way that I feel. I want to experience that renewing or that sanctifying work. And so that happens in a number of ways, teaching, convicting, comforting, comforting, empowering, and interceding, which is the last few that we're going to talk about. So let's talk about teaching. So this is what John 14, 26 says, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I, I have said. So we see the role of the Holy Spirit there to teach us and to remind us. And that's why, friends, it's so important for us to be in the Word of God because He's going to teach us through the Word of God. And then as we're out living life, He's going to remind us of what He's taught us. And so, we have so much power available to us because of that teaching and reminding that comes through the work of the Holy Spirit. The next thing he does is that he convicts us. He convicts us of sin. So as you're going through your day, and it's happened to all of us, we've said something, we've thought something, we've done something, we didn't do something, and immediately we have that just yucky feeling inside of our soul. Well, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. We see this in John 16 verses 7 and 8. 
When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regards to sin, righteousness, and judgment. So we see the work of the Holy Spirit in that. The, the next one, this one's so tender, and, and we see it in the fact that the Holy Spirit comforts us. He comforts us in our in our difficulty, in our weakness, and in our time of need. This is Acts chapter 9, starting in verse 31, speaking of the church. The church enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the work of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit came alongside the work of the church and comforted the church. And as the Holy Spirit comforted the church, it grew in number and it multiplied. And that's something that happens when we're comforted by the Holy Spirit. His work is just multiplied in and through our lives. Okay, the next one is empowering. Now, this one is so exciting. So remember when we talked about Romans 15, 13, how um, the God of hope um, gives us joy and peace as we trust in him so that we can overflow by hope, by the power of the Holy Spirit. We see that the same power that brought Jesus out of the grave is the same power that resides inside of us. So that means we have dynamite power inside of our hearts uh, and, and we have so much just just beautiful power available to us that is accessible to us when we admit that we can't do something in our own strength or in our own power. So we see this uh, at Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So the Spirit of God empowers us. And then finally, the Spirit of God intercedes for us. And we see this in Romans 8, 26. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So these seven roles of the Holy Spirit, these are places where we can stake down in our lives. We can say with certainty, I know this to be true. This I believe about the Holy Spirit, that he is not an it, that he is a person, that he lives inside of me, that at the moment of salvation, he indwells me and he seals me. From the moment of um, that salvation to the moment of glorification, he is doing a renewing work in me and through me that leads to me being convicted of sin, to being um, taught, to being reminded, to being comforted, to being empowered, and in a sense that he is literally interceding on my behalf, even right now, with words that I can't even begin to express. And as we know those different functions of the Holy Spirit, then we'll be ready to move forward in our conversations that are going to take place throughout the rest of this week where we talk, talk about the gifting of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. We have to start right here, though. We have to know who he is and how he works. When we know who he is and how he works, we'll be ready to walk in the fullness of who he is, not in a place of ignorance, not in a place of stubbornness, not in a place of, of um, just um, of discontentment, but rather in a place that is completely open to the work of the Spirit in and through our lives. And the outcome of that, friends, will be the full, free, abundant life that only God provides through salvation, through Christ, and the empowerment through the Holy Spirit. So I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. I hope today's episode helps you embrace the full, free, abundant life that God provides. Don't forget to follow, like, and subscribe to Inspire on the Go. If you would like more encouragement to help you grow in your faith, visit my website at andrealennonministry.org. Come back next time and enjoy another episode of Inspire on the Go.